special episode of the Wise Sports Podcast. I'm a co-host, Dion Senior, better known as Big D, Mufasa, D-Nice, all the above. Also, my co-host, my son. Oh, it's my turn now. I thought I was going to keep going with the accolades and nicknames. What else you got? I'm the big dog. <laughs> You're the little pup. I'm the big vet. You're the little rookie. You're the old vet. That dog behind the fence that, that just barked for no reason. Well, you know, this dog comes with a lot of bite <laughs> and with a lot of knowledge. So Okay. All right. uh, just based on those few things, we want to welcome everybody to our first episode. Uh, we want to start out by giving you a little bit about ourselves, a little background brief, but also important. Uh, the topics that we will be discussing will be based on the collegiate and pro levels, mm-hmm. some opinionated, some debatable. But we'll also try to bring you all the topics that you might want to discuss as well. Right. So that being said, um, my son and I, again, I'm the big dog. He's a little pup. We're originally from uh, a small town a few, a few miles outside of Cleveland, Ohio, uh, called Oberlin mm-hmm. in Lorraine County. Uh, a small city, but a beautiful city. Has produced a lot of great athletes. Um, sometimes I like to put myself in that category as well, but I'm humble enough to know that there's a lot of guys that came out of there that's a lot better than me. So really what I'm trying to express is the knowledge and the history of those sports that uh, I'm familiar with. Uh, my son is, a, is also a knowledgeable uh, on a lot of different topics in the sports arena. Uh, he's a big, big Buckeye fan, Ohio State, so kudos to that. Uh, that'll be one of the things we'll be discussing later on in the cast. Um, we'll be getting into the NBA Finals, uh, discussing a lot of topics concerning the NBA Finals, getting in the bubble. Uh, kind of a different thing took place this year where uh, with this pandemic, the epidemic taking place, uh, the other political arenas that have been affected as far right. as Black Lives Matter things like that. So um, with a lot of those things taking place, we know our culture, our com- everything has changed. Um, the atmosphere of the athletics have changed to a point where now things may be done a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But as we continue to discuss these topics, when uh, we be basing everything basically solely on sports, collegiate and professional, uh, we're not politicians, um, but we are concerned about the community as a whole as things are affected, but we are not politicians, and so we'll try to stick solely to the topics at hand. Yeah, um, so uh, I guess I'll give you the background on the name, how we came up with it. So uh, one day, we had a previous name. Uh, I wasn't really set on it, and um, I had just got off work. My brain was kind of fried on, you know, thinking about the podcast and what you want to name it, what you want to talk about, the different segments you want to introduce. So I called one of my best friends. I've known her since middle school, y'all may know her, Jamila Mayfield, um, went to college together, she's one of the brighter friends I have in my circle, and uh, I just knew for, for some reason she would come through, so brainstorm on a couple names, and she she said the Why Sports Podcast, and it just made sense, because, you know, our last name is Yarber, okay. you know, usually sports debates happen at the Y, okay. YMCA, you know, gym setting, Okay. and uh, I thought thought it was very fitting. So, I mean, that's just a little bit of the background on the name. You know, it's personal. Like I said, my last name is Yarber. And uh, 
you know, the why. We also want to talk about the why when it comes to sports. Why did the Lakers win this past championship, you know? Okay. So what's your thoughts on that? You know, we want to first off say congratulations to 2020 NBA champs, Los Angeles Lakers, led by yours truly, LeBron James. I'm a big LeBron James fan. Always has been uh, from his days in Cleveland. Uh, also, he's an Ohio native, coming from Akron, Ohio. Uh, there's a big history from that city of players that have come from Akron, Ohio that a lot of people don't know about. Right. Uh, you said uh, he wasn't the first. Well, people don't know about Akron, but uh, you said he wasn't the first big guy to come out of Akron. Well, you know, you got Gus Johnson, okay. uh, big Washington Bullets way back in the day, 60s and 70s. Uh, Jerome Lane from Akron, Ohio. Send it in, Jerome. Yeah, yeah. Send he, it in. Um, man, <laughs> when I was coming up uh, in Ohio, we used to go to play in their tournaments in Akron, uh, African uh, tournaments that they would have. They would come to our tournament in Oberlin, big tournaments that we would have, uh, large turnouts, uh, very competitive. Um, guy named Jimmy Gooden okay. out, of, out of Akron. Uh, Curtis Wilson, Akron St. Vincent St. Mary, just like Jerome Lane. So I'm a what we're and I am a big LeBron James fan. Uh, not biased, but uh, I think he will be and should be in the goat debate. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's the leader of that team, the Lakers. Um, the, the championships that he's won, he's unprecedented taking uh, ten teams to finals. He's been to yeah. ten finals. That's and that's a big uh, accomplishment. He's taking some nobodies too. Yeah, I mean, so you got to can't, can't forget that. Right, you got to take that into account. Uh, I mean, you think about it, when he went to Miami, yeah, he had some serviceable players then and a couple of Hall of Famers, possibly Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, so, and some on the end of the bench. Right. So, um, man, this guy's great. And you understand if he continues to stay healthy, he's probably going to see a couple more finals. Yeah, I think um, he has about three or four more really high-level elite years left in him. I think he'll play till he's 40. Who knows what you think he can sustain this till forty? Five times undefeated, you know that. Well, with some of the information that we just received about how he takes care of his body, got personal trainer, personal stretch, someone that comes in to stretch him, a personal chef, right? Sleeps uh, in the chamber. Sleeps in the chamber. Yeah, so you know he spends a million dollars on his body a year, and Father Time is undefeated though. So unless he can keep on tapping into that uh, uh, um, fountain of youth. Never know. Okay, so with that being said, let's uh go to the first segment we plan to talk about today. Um, the twenty twenty finals, twenty twenty NBA season, just unprecedented times we're in today, uh due to COVID. Right. Uh they started up the bubble league, uh what, twenty two teams? Thirteen That's from the West, nine from the east. Uh how'd you like the the playoffs or, or the bubble setting period? What's unique in that has never took place before? Um, understandably so, these guys were put in situations where they had to be tested constantly right. or quarantined away from your families. Um, like one of the guys said we were listening to early, kind of a dorm setting right? where it's all guys. Um, so it can be difficult to sustain your mental ability as mm-hmm. well as your physical because you want to kind of be around people you love, uh, have outlets, and being in a pandemic that we're in right now, that just wasn't available. So, so let me ask you this then, because I've heard this is possibly the most difficult playoffs or finals ever played. Do you agree with that? Can you think of any finals or playoffs before this that would uh, take that crown? 
Well, the only time you can probably discuss those things if you probably have to go back to like the 60s when there was a big racial divide. Okay. When, you know, players were of color were still going through the type of things that are kind of resurfacing today, mm-hmm. but on a larger scale and more, I don't want to say accepted publicly, but a lot of things weren't being done about it. Okay. So it's still another unique years, unique season where even being in the bubble, there were things taking place in the community right. that called for quote-unquote political actions which affected the NBA season to come to a heart at one point. Right, okay. I can see what you're saying. So um, some accolades we got to get out. I got a uh, first-team and second-team NBA team I want to announce. The, the Watt Sports Podcast, first and second team All-NBA bubble. Uh, first, we have to also congratulate Giannis Antetokounmpo for winning uh, MVP of the regular season. You think that was warranted? If it was up to me, I would have gave it to LeBron. Okay. I mean, I don't even think that's a bias as far as I'm concerned. I just think he had a better year mm-hmm. uh, in that the Lakers weren't expected not even to make the playoffs and take it as far as they did. Of course, they're the NBA champs. What are you talking about last year? Well, no, you said to make the playoffs? Last year, they didn't make the playoffs. No, I don't think they weren't expected to make the playoffs. No, I'm saying they weren't expected to be NBA champs. Nobody picked them to go this far. Well, that's true. That's true. So I'm saying as far as going deep into the playoffs, they weren't expected to do those things. Um, but they became NBA champs. So as far as Giannis is concerned, man, phenomenal player. I mean, great. Really uh, is a freak. Yeah, has a lot of years left ahead to even be more uh, MVPs. But this year, I think LeBron would have been my pick for MVP and NBA Finals MVP. Okay, okay. So give me uh, some notable players that you – saw stand out or elevate their game in this setting? Because I feel like it was just a big open gym. And uh, I feel like field goal percentage was much higher. Shooting was a little bit better than the arena setting. But uh, give me some players who upped their game this year. Well, to your point with that too, even with an open gym setting, I think still players perform better when they have a crowd. Right. Especially if they have their own crowd that's going to be pushing them and backing them. So with some of the performances that we've seen, uh, I think they probably could have been even greater had they had their, their home court or their home fans put okay. it for them. Damian Lillard, I mean, outstanding player, man. Had an outstanding playoffs and season. Right. He was dropping it, man, like it's From high. the logo, logo Lillard. Right. He was doing his thing. Uh, the young fella you were talking about before, Devin Booker. I mean, this guy has only, their ceiling is unlimited mm-hmm. as, as NBA players. I think they can only get better. Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I think he needs to step it up again a little bit more on the defensive side. But I offensively, agree. I mean, these, gay, these guys are uh, growing rapidly into great NBA players. All right, so with that being said, um, let me go ahead and get my first team all-NBA. Uh, some of the criteria, one, you had to make the playoffs to be first team for me. So my first guys, I'm going to go with LeBron. Unanimous pick. I don't think that's with any question. Okay. Anthony Davis, unanimous pick. Okay. Um, next would be Jimmy Butler. Oh, you got to stop right there. I got to talk about this guy. Jimmy Butler. I mean, <laughs> in, until they kind of put out a game plan to definitely put a halt to the, the show that he was putting on, 
I mean, this guy was playing phenomenal. Right. He he has he has putting his his name in there right now to be a perennial superstar. If so he can maintain that level of play. And that's a, that's that's interesting. You said that because before this, I don't think we've ever seen Jimmy elevate his game. You know, he was facilitating. He was scoring on a high level, defending on a high level, but. Before this performance, I didn't really respect Jimmy Butler as an all-star. I just thought he was one of those guys out the East that, you know, he had to pick somebody, and he's just the better of the, the players that were out in the East. But well, I'm not sure I agree. I think he's always been what sometimes you call a glue guy. Okay. Um, but definitely a great defensive player. But I think he's rounding into – a great offensive player as well. So his game is becoming real well-rounded. And he's stepping it up, taking it yeah. to a higher level where he's going to be around for a while. Yeah, I mean... He's going to be a problem. If you look at what he did in the finals, this dude, he averaged, what, 26 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists? I mean, through 6 games. Took took LeBron and AD through 6 games. We thought it would be another 4-1 another or 4-0 game, uh, right. series. So... Like I said, with the surrounding cast they have, I think they'll be be back next year. Right. They just maybe need to add one more piece, get a little younger. But other than that, I mean, how do you feel about the, the Heat's performance as a whole throughout the playoffs? Well, with free agency and with, you know, all the things that come along with, you know, draft picks and money, salary caps, which I've, I've heard that the salary cap's not going to be as high as it's being because revenues are low. Okay. Because of the pandemic and things like that out there uh it's gonna be interesting to see if they can even keep this team together mm-hmm. uh, if you can keep your main pieces uh, i've heard even noise about Giannis eventually uh going down to miami I mean, <sighs> that would take them completely over the top but uh i think they'll be around man you can never count out teams like boston the young team but it's mm-hmm. always the key can you keep them together right Right, we've seen teams like OKC get dismembered and they become superstars in their own right on separate teams. Right. But like you said, can you keep them together and, and build a dynasty like the Lakers and the and, uh, the Celtics did back in the day? Right. But um, on to my next guy. I said uh, Luca, European guy. 6'8", uncanny ability, real shifty, not super athletic, but high IQ, high ability, just can do it all type of player. He's there. All he needs to do is maybe get stronger, uh, continue to improve the skills he already has. Uh-huh. I mean, he's already on a superstar level to me. I mean, he has that, that it factor, that killer mentality too. I just think he needs a couple more pieces, some durable pieces around him, you know, that could take him over the top because uh, Chris Stapps was, you know, a little banged up. I think he's wonderful in his right too, but I, I don't know. He'll, he'll be one of those players that can always take his team to the playoffs right. if he don't get some help. But eventually, he'll get tired and move on to somebody else where uh, he can get some pieces around him and, and, mm-hmm. and get deep into the playoffs. But until he does that, I mean, he'll always get his team to the playoffs. Yeah. But as far as getting to the finals, he won't do it with the team he got right now. Yeah, I mean, he, he's young too. Still in his early 20s. Right. I, I see him being the face of this league possibly for the next couple, 10 years. I do. That's correct. Yeah, so I agree. My last pick for all first team NBA bubble 2020, I'm gonna go with this guy, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Spider Mitchell from the Jazz. 
This dude was amazing. Averaged, what, 37 points a game throughout the bubble, throughout the playoffs. Really elevated his game, um, considering that he's still one of the young, like, young fresh talents in yeah. the NBA. Yeah, like you, a young pup. Yeah. <laughs> still coming up. Still trying to learn the game. Understand. Uh, okay. You have to slow the game down and let it come to you some instead of trying to do everything offensively. You right. got to round your game out. And uh, I think he'll get it. Do you, you have a, a a player comparison with Donovan Mitchell from previous eras? If I had to pick somebody right now off the top of my head, I would think about somebody like Andrew Tony. Okay. Even though Andrew Tony wasn't a big dunker, he was a killer. Okay. I mean, but he came off the bench too. In some instances, he started. But I talked about that killer mentality uh-huh. offensively. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. So Andrew Tony is uh, Donovan Mitchell. Back in the day, a more athletic, more athletic. Andrew Tony. Who did uh, Tony play for? Played for the Philadelphia 76ers with Dr. J and okay. uh, Bobby Jones and Maurice Cheeks. They used to call him the Boston Strangler. Okay. See, another thing about this podcast, we want to kind of give you guys that older perspective. My dad is more of a historian in that right. I'm more current and up to date. So the newer, fresher topics, I'll be more crisp and give you that fresh intake uh, perspective and on. So, uh, yeah, I like that that comparison. I got to look Andrew Tony up. I never seen him play. Or maybe I did. I just didn't notice it. Oh, if you saw him play, you would know Andrew Tony. Okay. I said they called him the Boston Strainer because whenever they played Boston, of course, they're in the same conference, same division. You know, they had to face off, and uh, they had some great battles between the Sixers and the Celtics back in the day. Okay, okay. All right, um, my my second NBA team. Um, these guys, you just had to be in the in the bubble. Uh, first off, I'm going with Kawhi Leonard. Um, I think he was exceptional for the Clippers. Unfortunately, uh, they got put out by Denver. I think we were all expecting to see the Clippers and Lakers, um, the Western Conference Finals, but um, I don't think that team was just mentally there. I think, along with this being the, one of the more tougher environments, that was one of the reasons why they weren't able to pull through. Um, and they ultimately lost to a, a more spry Denver team. Well, just like we just got through listening to some of the information concerning the bubble, uh, some of these guys are having a real problem mentally being in that setting, being away from their families, um, being quarantined. So it took a mental toll on some of these guys. They really didn't want to be there. I think it affected their play on the court. Ultimately, in the end, I think the Clippers are one of those teams that were affected greatly right. by being in the bubble. And I think it showed a lot on the court. Mm-hmm. Talent-wise, they're probably one of the more talented teams yeah. in the bubble and probably yeah. were expected to win the title as they were. Yeah. They weren't expected. Preseason, to- I think nobody else had them but the Clippers. Right. So they were expected to be there at the end, to beat the Lakers, go to go to the finals. Right. Everybody wanted to see that matchup. But like you said, um, some of them were – Really struggling mentally, and it showed on the court. Yeah, okay. So on to my next guy, uh, Damian Lillard. Logo Lillard. We already spoke about him in uh, a little bit earlier in the podcast, but this dude's range is unmatched. Maybe Curry, but his killer instinct combined with the fact that he doesn't need uh, three or four shots to get hot. He's hot out the gate. Offensively, this guy's a, a menace. Unfortunately, he can be a, a liability on defense. 
But, you know, I'm not big on calling somebody a superstar. You know, we have levels in the NBA, good players, all-stars, superstars, then you got your greats. I think he's on the verge of being a perennial superstar. Okay. All right. Uh, the other thing about him, the only knock I have is his durability. I would have liked to see him um, kind of push through those injuries in the finals, but I understand you have finger injuries and, you know, ankles and shoulders. You know, this is one of the unfortunate sides of sports, but I definitely still got to put him in there because through August he averaged 40 points a game. Right. And, you know. He, he's also one of them guys, unless they get some pieces around him, in Portland, he won't win a championship unless he goes to another team. Yeah, that's a hot take. I don't think him and uh, CJ can last too much longer. No, I don't. I don't think it's just him and CJ because I think they play well together. I think they need some other pieces, like the third piece. Carmelo was bringing it, but Carmelo's long in the tooth, so mm-hmm. it depends on how much more he has to offer or what he got in the tank. But to win a championship, he's probably going to have to get some some more veterans that can. Uh, Give him assistance on the court, or he's going to have to go to another team. Do you see Giannis going there? No. You don't think he'll mess well with them? I think the only few landing spots for Giannis is either stay in Milwaukee, go to Miami, or go to the Lakers. To the Lakers? Mm-hmm. No way. I don't ever see that. I don't want to see that. <laughs> well, like I said, Father Time has no L's, and LeBron, even though he's taking great care of his body, eventually he's got to start slowing down. Okay. All right, man, on to this list. We already talked about Giannis. That's my third player. But uh, this young guy kind of bursted on the scene this year. I didn't really expect this performance from him. Uh, he was pretty consistent throughout the, the regular season, bubble games, and throughout the playoffs. Uh, kind of came up short in the finals uh, due to injury. But Bam Adebayo, guy out of Kentucky, kind of undersized center, but really elevated his game, showed me his mid-range game, uh, really good on defense, Finishing is spectacular, you know, but I would have liked to see him be a little bit more durable, so a little bit more uh, uh, toughness in, in the finals. What do you think about his performance? I think it was exceptional. Uh, like I said, kind of a guy you, you don't expect a whole lot out of mm-hmm. from an outward standpoint looking in, but I know his team counted on him a lot. Uh, when he went out, they, it showed. They mm-hmm. missed his presence on the court. Uh, still an up-and-comer. I think this is a bad comparison, but I think I would call him an athletic Dennis Rodman. Oh. I, I'm saying an athletic Dennis Rodman because I'm saying he goes after it. He gets after the ball. Okay. He rebounds, but more athletic. Um, and I'm not even going to say more athletic. I say different athletic, but the, the mindset, mm-hmm. you know, to go get Similar it. Similar defense. Yeah, he, he gets after it. Uh, I think you can – he, he's pretty much – Talent-wise, I say he's better because Dennis Rodman is that hard-working. Uh, he really showed that Detroit spirit when he was in Detroit. When he came to Chicago, he was that gritty, uh, unorthodox player that every team really needs to to win a championship. Right. But I could see that mentality translating to Bam. Right. Not many players have offensive skills. He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't show it that much, but we you know. But he got some offensive skills. I think as the years go on, he'll continue to evolve into a, a serviceable offensive player, but better on on defense and a cleanup guy. Do you think after his performance this year, he could possibly elevate to an all-star, a superstar player? He was an all-star this past year. Yeah, I mean. Superstar, 
you know, it's hard for me to put guys in that superstar level. Uh, All-star, yes, but to get to the superstar level, you guys got to bring a little bit more to me. Yeah, I mean, you got to be perennial for us to keep talking about you. So that's that's my fourth guy, my last guy, uh, also a young guy out of Boston, Jason Tatum. I think his future is very, very bright for the Celtics. Um, one thing I don't like that Boston didn't do this year was kind of run the offense more so through him and Jalen Brown instead of having the ball in Kimba's hands a lot because you could see the defense collapse on Kimba and it would uh, kind of deflate some of the possessions that they had. That's just what I saw. But Jason Tatum's performance kind of carried Boston to the conference finals. And I think if they were to add maybe a centerpiece or a more serviceable big, this is he's, he's doing a serviceable job, but his ability is lacking. I think they need some more talent in that, that paint. What do you think? I think Boston has a good team. I mean, those two forwards, they got Tatum and Brown, even along with Kemba. Again, I think this bubble affected these guys uh, in different ways. I think Kemba struggled a lot uh, being in the bubble because, you know, when you, you're struggling, sometimes the fans can pick you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes your family can pick you up. Um, but when you're in this bubble and where they were quarantined, I think it played a big mental part on them this year. Uh, you know, they still got Marcus Smart. Uh, he's a good player. Uh, I think I think they can continue to grow if they can keep the team together. Okay. Because uh, Jason Tatum, man, he's a he's a Kobe guy. Yeah. He got that mentality. Come from that same mold. Yeah. He got the skills. Uh, Jalen uh, Brown has the skills. So when you got two forwards like that that are killers, if you can keep them together and a lot of games that continue to expand, they'll be there. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll be a force to be reckoned with the next 10 years also. But, um, yeah, that's my first and second team all-NBA bubble. Um, I kind of enjoy the setting. It's, it's very different. No fans in the crowd. Um, like you said, some of the information we got from interviews we watched, uh, personal insight. Um, teams brought a few people with them. You know, I think only 37 people could be uh, all registered for a team. That's including staff, players, coaches, chefs, per, you know, personal uh, personnel. So, well, you also remember these guys are still affected by what's going on in the world, uh, as we see by. When they stopped to play the one time, uh, when a young man from Wisconsin was killed and the Milwaukee Bucks decided not to play. So there's still a me- mental aspect to the game right. that has to take place because you have to mentally be engaged to be playing on a high level in the NBA. Right. So a lot of things took place in the bubble that I think affected a lot of teams, a lot of players, where the level of play, even though you're in a, a controlled environment, mm-hmm. If you're playing at home, you got the home crowd behind you. Again, you got your family involved. Uh, can change the whole mental outlook and aspect of how you approach the game. Right. So with the setting, again, another unique setting, being in the bubble. I mean, you, some of these guys struggle, and yeah. you could tell by their play. But if you think if there's an atmosphere that could allow everybody just to hone in and focus and take the game to the next level, that could be it because there's right. no outside interference. Uh, all you got to do is focus on basketball. So it could have worked a lot of different ways. Right. Kind of reminded me of playing AAU. <clears throat> okay. You know, those road trips. I, I went to Clemson one time. Uh, guys been to Florida. 
many camps around Atlanta. It looks just like AAU. Okay. So, like you said, it's easier to perform in an empty gym, um, but you, you also have those guys that thrive on the crowd ability. Right. Uh, those hecklers, you know, you want to prove that, that out-of-state fan, you know, you're talking junk to me, I'm about to go at your best player. Okay. So that's one of the elements I miss, but from a pure basketball standpoint, I think it was this this was probably the best setting uh for high level basketball. So on to something else. Wanna talk about uh NCAA football this year. Um it's about five weeks in. Uh some some great games, some high level games. Um, but it's kinda shaping out uh, how we thought it would be, you know. You got Clemson at the top of the throne right now. Uh, they're not the the returning champs, but they're looking like they're going to be back this year. Um, what do you think about Clemson's performance this year? So far, they've been dominant um, on both sides of the ball. Um, it's hard to argue that they won't come back and be champs again. You know, with LSU falling off the way they have, um, you always expect Alabama to be there, so. Um, they're in the tops again. I, right now, the way it's shaping up without having watched our team play yet, um, Clemson is right there, and they're showing all the intangibles of being a champion again. I think they're the most complete team in college football right now until we see the rest of the Big Ten and the Pac-12. They, I agree. That dude, Trevor Lawrence, is looking like he might be the number one pick next year. Debatable. <laughs> I mean, look at it. He has everything. He makes the throws. He showed against us um, that he had the toughness. He took a couple shots. Um, that was one of my knocks against him. I, I seen him his freshman year. He was starting. He took over uh, Bryant for Bryant. Um, Debatable. Hey, they call him Sunshine for a reason. Debatable. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll talk more about Clemson on a later episode. Uh, next team, uh, Alabama. When Alabama's rolling, they're rolling. Yeah. You can see they have some deficiencies on defense, but offensively, when they're rolling, you know, Alabama's game is field position, turnovers. Uh-huh. If, if they can start playing that field position game with you and turn you over, nine times out of ten, they're going to beat you. Yeah, I remember um, when we played them in 2014, Ohio State, Alabama, the Sugar Bowl, that guy, they had a, a punter, J.K. Scott, Excellent punter. I think he lead he he led uh, college football in net yards per punt. So if you got a good punter, you got a good special teams, you you can pretty much bury some teams early. And that's like you said, one of the things that Bama prides himself on is field position. But one guy that I really want to talk about right now, uh, per uh, Pro Football Focus, is graded out as one of the best quarterbacks this year, Mac Jones. What have you seen out of him this past weekend against uh, UGA? He showed that he could run the offense. Okay. Um, he found guys that he needed to find. Um, he kept the offense rolling. I mean, Alabama, once they get you down, uh, they get ahead, they're going to run the ball. They're going right. to pound that ball, in, and they're going to play action you to death. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he was finding the guys uh, open. So Let me ask you this, because looking at Alabama's history, they haven't really had any superior talent besides Tua at the quarterback position. They've always had, like, game manager types like McCarron. Um, even Blake was more of a manager type. 
he was a running quarterback, but more of a manager. If and if you look at stats through what four games, his first four games are, are better than Tua's. You think he's better than Tua? I didn't really think on a lot of levels Tua was better than Jalen Hurts. Okay. So I mean, I, I was a big Jalen Hurts fan. I really didn't like how they did him, uh, pushing him out. Tua was a good quarterback. Uh, right now, I don't think he's better than Tua because we got to see how he performs when they really face some heat. Right. Um, get down into hope, maybe the playoff situation and see mm-hmm. how they do. Uh, but he's having a good start to the season. Yeah, I think he's played pretty well. Um, like I said, per pro football focus, he's grading out uh, above 90%, which is, is excellent. But, um, yeah, besides those two teams, I don't see anybody else really rounding out the playoffs. Like I said, we have to see um, what these next two conferences do with the Big Ten and uh, the Pac-12 because I think um, being a huge Ohio State fan will be that third team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm even picking Oregon to possibly be in it this year. I don't know uh, if, like I said, Notre Dame joined the ACC. Right now they're undefeated. Eventually they'll have to meet up with Clemson. But if they can overcome that matchup, it'll be either between Notre Dame and Oregon. And what do you do with a a one-loss Notre Dame team possibly versus an undefeated Oregon team that hasn't played as many games? Well, that's up for the, the football analysts to to deal with. But I, I want to regress a minute and look at Georgia. I still, right now, I think Georgia's better than Alabama. Wow. Only reason I say that, they need a quarterback, though. If they had a quarterback, I think Georgia would be better than Alabama right now. I think they would have beat Alabama had they had a better quarterback. I think it would have made a difference. I don't know if they would have won the game because – to me, SEC as a whole, the defense is down, but clearly UGA's defense stands above all. They just ran into a well-oiled, well-disciplined Alabama team with you know, good offense. True, but good offense always beat good defense. We always bad beat that. quarterback. <laughs> yes, Stetson Bennett, uh, his days are numbered. <laughs> with a bad quarterback. They really miss Jake Farm right now, Justin Fields. Yeah. And I'm glad we got him. <laughs> so we're uh, looking at the landscape of college football right now. Coming up this weekend, we got uh, Nebraska out the gate. You know, head coach Scott Frost. I don't see um, us having any trouble with them. Uh, right now, we're a 27-point favorite. Vegas is picking us to destroy Nebraska. Really, Vegas is picking us to run through the whole conference. So I'm expecting some big things, uh, big things as usual. So, yeah, like I said, um, that's my top three. Uh, even though we haven't stepped foot on the field yet, I'm expecting uh, big things out of Justin Fields. I'm expecting him and Trevor Lawrence to compete. Uh, him and Travis Etienne, I got to throw him in there, excellent running back out of Clemson, uh, to compete for that Heisman Trophy. So, um, you know, we just want to quickly recap uh, the NBA Finals. This is our first episode out the gate. Uh, how you feel? I feel good. I mean, it was really interesting yeah. to see how well the Lakers were able to come together uh-huh. and and play at the level that they did. I mean, LeBron always amazes me the level of play that he can take it up to. And then to have another top five guy, AD, with him. Mm-hmm. 
they can keep them two together and, and stay healthy, I mean, put a couple more pieces around them. I mean, you're probably going to have to get rid of a couple guys, unfortunately. Uh, but if AD can stay healthy, because, I mean, this guy's on the verge of just, you know, that superstar level as well. I see him possibly winning a couple MVPs. Biggest elephant in the room right now is LeBron the GOAT. Is he better than Jordan? We're going to need a couple episodes to discuss that. Okay. You got to understand, growing up for me, uh, first for me it was, it was Dr. J, Dominique, then, then Mike. Then Mike grew on me. Uh, I'm a big Michael Jordan fan. I'm a big LeBron fan. That's going to be a topic that's going to always be debatable. Uh-huh. I think they're different players, also different eras. It's hard to take it away from LeBron, right. but it's also hard for me to say that anybody. I agree one time I heard Joe, Joe Dumas say, I'll see anybody coming along 20 years from now, and we say they're better than Jordan. Yeah, we're hitting that 20-year uh, mark, though. So right now, it's, it would be hard for me to say that He's better than Jordan, but I think they're one and one A right now. Okay. Again, it's a debatable topic because uh, we may be leaving some people out. Some people say maybe Kareem's the goat. Right. Maybe Wilt's the goat. I think people that came before you might say that. Yeah. I, I, I try to do my due diligence and look at these guys' tapes and analyze their game. They're transcendent, transcendent talents. So uh, I got Wilt in my top five. I mean, you you got to look at even Kobe. Yeah. What about Shaq? What about Shaq? I mean, these guys, LeBron, like I said, I'm a LeBron guy, man. I love so LeBron. So just go from Kobe and Shaq to LeBron. I, I mean, you know, like, like Charles said, 30 points, 50 points. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I'm a big LeBron guy. You know, I love LeBron. Not only as a player, but as a person. Um like you said, he's just a kid from Akron. He likes to say that a lot. And I think from the circumstances he came from, to be the type of man that he's become, and then also, I'll say a man that happens to play basketball. Right. Um, the circumstances that he rise from, not going to high, college, mm-hmm. uh, really living out his college years as a great pro, even starting out right out the gate. I'll say this, and, and I'm not going to really say who I'm picking, but for the expectations that was put on this young man since he was in high school, you very rarely find someone that lives up to the hype. Mm-hmm. He's not only lived up to the hype, he's exceeded the expectations of those that projected or predicted what he would be. Right. So in so many ways, you can say in that aspect, he might, I know he's the greatest high school player to ever come out straight to the pros. Ooh. He's the greatest. Okay. There's no high school player that came out that's better than LeBron James. All right. Yeah, Kobe came straight out of high school, but he didn't start out on that trajectory like LeBron did, neither did KG. So are you saying right now that LeBron is better than Kobe? I didn't say that. Again, what you saying now? Debatable topics. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up right there because uh, we're we hitting some some points we want to eventually uh, dive fully into in future episodes. Right. But um, for this to be our first episode, man, I think uh, 
you know, we touched on some some good content. I think uh, future episodes will be much more entertaining, much more full of uh, information that uh, the listeners can take home and 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 eat on. You know, I'm I'm interested to see how this college football thing pans out. I'm interested to see how the NFL pans out. You know, we kind of skipped over them, but I think we'll cover them in future episodes as well. Right, and and eventually, I'm gonna touch on some top, topics close to my heart, like some things that took place as I grew up where I'm from. Uh, a lot of the players from my area that didn't make it, that should have made it mm-hmm. as far as uh, professional levels. Uh, that's a topic that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to discuss. Again, I'm, I will exclude myself, uh, but I want some people to know about where I'm from right? and the area that we're from and some of the opportunities that a lot of these guys are getting now that wasn't afforded to the guys that I grew up with. Right. So in future episodes, we'll get into that. We'll get into a lot of debatable topics, some opinionated topics. Uh-huh. So you got to remember, uh, listeners out there, these are opinions. These are debatable topics. And you can form your own opinions based on the information that's given. So we want to hear your comments. We want to hear your views. Uh, we want you to critique us. Also, let us know uh, what you think about what we're doing. Because, again, I'm the big dog. He's the little pup. I'm Mufasa. He's Simba. Hey, I'm this this weight picking up. I'm, I'm 225 now. I'm 230. <laughs> I think I got another growth spurt coming. 6'6", six, six, 230. What you, what you going to be able to do with that? I'm going to bed. <laughs> All right, guys. 